Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of the Business and Barbell Talk podcast. On this episode, man, we cover the gambit. We we cover a lot. Um, we talk a lot about general population movement, what we think is missing from it, and uh, what we think some issues with athlete strength and conditioning are in terms of programming. This is one of our longer episodes we've ever done. Um, it bumps up right along that hour timeline. So if you got time, turn it on, get some chores done. If you're riding in the car, go somewhere, do a thing, let your dogs and your cats listen. If you are looking for a training program to come out of this quarantine uh, and start hitting, we have launched our online platform along Train Heroic. You can find us if you search for S3 Athletics. We have a number of different tracks on there. Uh, track for first responders, track for people trying to be a little more competitive but get stronger, want that uh, CrossFit fix. We have another one simply looking for build size and power. We have another minimal equipment athlete uh, program as well for athletes that may be in the area or just anywhere that don't have access to a gym or strength and conditioning facility or nearby us that don't have time to get down to the gym with our schedule. Anyway, hope you enjoy the episode. As always, thanks for your support. Share it around, like, subscribe. Uh, if you're listening on Spotify, you can find us on Spotify. And if you're listening on Anchor, you can find us on Anchor and vice versa. And now you know. Enjoy the episode. Good. What's up? How's Hi. it? Hi. Hello. Back here, the Business and Barbell Talk Podcast <laughs> with Ryan and Coach Chris. Um. So we're week, I don't even remember, nine? Eight? Eight. I think it's week eight. Week right? eight. I think next yeah. week's week nine? Yeah. We, yeah. If it's not, if it's not, then we're wrong on our videos. Well, all right. <laughs> That's not the first time I've been wrong. Time's a construct. Whatever. Especially now. I feel like Bill Murray, it's just every day's Groundhog Day. Yeah. Uh, we have a giant groundhog in our front yard. Really? At the house. Yeah, there's it's just... just we were outside on the porch the other day, and this like we I just saw this thing coming across the street, and then it our porch light popped on like there was a motion light on the corner it popped on it's just this giant hedge like with groundhog and it just scurries to the middle of the yard and goes down a hole and I'm like that's where that big old hole came from all right cool it might be Puxatoni me Bill <laughs> yeah maybe um I'm like <laughs> this podcast we have an end date I guess yeah. Mm-hmm. The uh, we're opening the gym back up, the twenty sixth, the day after Memorial Day, normal schedule. Yep. See how it goes. There's a lot of unknowns still. What are we doing, Ryan? How are the classes going to look? Uh, well, you know we're we're taking as much precautions as we need, but I think we're just making sure the main thing is just making sure. Uh, we just capped the classes. Is our probably the biggest concern for us? Will be will be that, and then you know uh, we have what twelve squat racks. Yep. So each person will be assigned a squat rack for the day, and uh, just try to practice social distance as much as we can. Yeah. Yep. Wipe it down after wipe everything down after every class. Yeah. Mop uh, twice a day, wipe everything down midday, and then again before we leave at night, like talking about common areas. So, I mean, ultimately, well, I don't want to say too much, but the coronavirus isn't going anywhere. We're going to do the best we can to keep a safe, sanitary environment that people feel comfortable coming back to work out in. Um, We're excited to see people. Um. I know I'm biased, but I think our at-home programming has been great. I think it's done a good job of, and I've said it before on the podcast, of not sacrificing what we believe and still doing the things that we think are the best to drive adaptation. So if you've been doing those, you should come in ready to go, fit. But but we know that's not 100% the case, right? Yeah, right. Like, I think, so I think that, I don't, I don't think that people should just necessarily roll in and, like, dive right back into, like, true max effort work, right? But I think that people are going to be really surprised with the amount of fitness they've maintained or even or even improved. And I think I think there's also been a really good opportunity for people to just kind of take a step back and 
do something different for a couple months, give their body a good reset, kind of like an off-season, I guess is yeah. the way I've thought about it. It's kind of an off-season training plan. And then when you come back in, just like any responsible coach, I would hope, would just ramp you just ramp the intensity back up, mm-hmm. right? Especially when it comes to like the barbell. Um, but I've been, I've talked to a couple people, not from our gym, but that are like, that are like, man, I just don't think that like my conditioning is going to be as good as it was. I'm like, if you've been working out, your conditioning is probably the thing that's going to, you'll probably be surprised by your conditioning. It'll probably feel better. Um, if you've been exercising, I was like, weights are probably just going to feel heavy, but I doubt you, but you haven't actually gotten weaker. Right. Right. Like it's just going to feel heavy. You're just going to have to give like, give your body and your central nervous system like like two weeks to get back under a bar and like be moving and just feel it and then you'll be fine. Mm-hmm. Right. Spargo came worked out in my garage twice and uh, over since this has been going on. Yeah. He was so worried about his numbers and like where he was at and whatever. And he PR both times. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right. Like, you know, so it's just like, you're not feeling that heavy bar every day because, you know, we're, we're doing odd objects and, um, you know, a lot of isometric work and like yeah. those things don't feel, I mean, they're hard, but like, it's just not the weight of a barbell. So lot, that's how you, what you're used to training with. Like that's a lot of people. I, have, I think I've heard a few people have their body composition has changed too. So with that coming back, having that, you know, mm-hmm. from where, the gym closed until when they come back though i think that that a lot of body weight exercises and, and even their strength will still be there yeah and it'll just feel better yeah for sure i think so i think yeah. and i think i think it's it's like anything else it's kind of like it's sort of a new it's a new it's a new thing and yeah you know like you jump on a new program you're like this is the best program ever because it may be stronger in six weeks like it's like it's yeah. just something new it's a new adaptation it's something different like you're going to reap some benefit from it regardless. Right. And There's a lot of uh, mental barriers too, but if you can work out now, like just think, you know, like it's, it's, it's motivating to see, but yeah. also like that they, if you can work out or, you know, even three times, three to four times a week right now, it'd yeah. be, would be fine. Or even if you're doing more than that, but you know, if you can do that by yourself, once you get back to the swing of things, yeah, you'll be feeling a lot better just because we all need a little bit of normalcy, anyways. But for sure, man. Yeah, but just to be able to see people and work out with people. Yeah. Be- and I think people will come back and end up like end up like blowing some PRs out of the water. Oh, right. Simply for the like, if nothing else, for the fact that like you've been away from a bar for. And in the grand scheme of things, we haven't been away from it for that long, right? In the grand scheme of things, uh-huh. two months two, has it been two months. Yeah, about uh, yeah, two months. Been over, yeah, yeah. like that is not that long of a time, yeah. like at all. Um, That's you, like you're gonna come back and like and like people, regardless of what they want to say, it like they tend to fall into routines with training pat with like training plans, right? So you come in, you're like, okay, we got our max effort upper or our max effort lower, and it's not that you don't want to do it or that you're not excited to do it. You might love working out, but like sometimes, sometimes people stop giving like giving everything they've got without realizing it, right? Mm-hmm when you take that break and you get that reprieve from it and you're away from it for a little bit and then you come back and you feel it again, you're like, okay, cool. Like, so I, I, I fully mm-hmm. expect that. Like, cause I know we're going to go into like a repetition method cycle. Right. Right. Just sort of introduce a barbell back to everybody. Um, and then, but I think that once we start lifting heavy again, I think people will have like even a bigger appreciation for it. And that excitement will be there. Again, excitement, of, like, yeah. of like, cool. We get to like, like <laughs> heavy right. back squat today. I haven't done this in, Eight weeks, hell yeah, let's go! Like yeah. I, I'm excited to be here. I'm like or over Trace or anywhere. Just I'm I'm excited for that first like heavy lifting day because I think people, even if they think it feels heavy, they'll still have like kind of a fire up their ass. So like, all right, we're doing this again. This yeah. is awesome. Right? Yeah, yeah. I think well, that goes with what you said. It's kind of been like an off season. Uh, I listened to a, a podcast the other day, and he uh, Dave Tate was talking about it, kind of about just like you almost had a, like a because uh, people asked I think their question was something about a deload or something and he's like you've had a, like a two or three month deload you know yeah um, whether you liked it or not yeah that's just what it is and he, he's like you know like um, this as far as just coming back you just have to kind of ramp slowly mm-hmm. ramp it up but then 
things will start to come back. I believe I do believe strength. I mean, you, like strength, you can definitely lose, but also if it's not been a long, uh, extremely, extremely long time, it's almost like muscle memory. Oh, for I think sure, it regains itself. In really like, cool. good over you know, and it's not even really a, uh, like it regains itself over a month's time. Sometimes it's a week. Sometimes yeah. it's a, a day or two. So like it, I think it like the amount of time that we were out. Mm-hmm. It's not. There's never going to be a ton of strength loss. Yeah, man, and like it's like a it's like what's when you look at training like on like a deeper level. Like what's your your body's you're, you're fighting with your body is and training is always homeostasis, right? Your body's always trying to find this like comfortable state of like just even balance, right? And let's just say like something like progressive overload is fighting past that. Right, so that you can make improvements and put on muscle size, speed, power, whatever it is you're trying to do, improve your improve your aerobic or anaerobic system. Like, I feel like people kind of miss that if you've been training consistently for a while, your body prefers feeling strong, right? So it wants to get back to that. It your body doesn't want to go back to like what it was before, where it was unhealthy years ago, right? right? If you've been training at like Strode for a couple years your body knows how good it feels to be in shape and strong as hell. So like it wants to get back to that immediately. Right. And if you've had that, if you, if you've like hit that stimulus before and you know what that feels like, it has a better path back to it. As opposed to like when people first start working out, they don't know what it feels like. Mm -hmm. So they like, you get newbie gains, but then at a certain point you plateau and it's kind of hard to break through to that next, like, it's hard, it's hard to crest that next hill because your body's never been there before. So you have to force your way up that hill, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. Um, but yeah, I think I think people will be surprised how quickly if they lost any strength, because I don't think they will have, like how quickly it comes back, like you were talking about. Right. Like it's just a couple heavy sessions under a bar, your central nervous system remembers and it's like, oh okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> this is this is how this works. Right. It, it just goes back to it. Have we talked about how we plan to like ramp intensity back up and what we're going to do um, kind of as a gym, what are, what we've talked about per, from a programming standpoint. We mentioned that like uh, we want to do, we're going to start with like a repetition method, right? And we said we're going to do that for what, a month? Yeah. About a month of repetition method. Um, I, my, my plan, what I'd like to do is I'd like to put some, like just some like, uh, I wasn't sure what we wanted to do for like the conditioning side of it. Do we want to do more like keep it sort of what we're doing? Do we want more like grunt work style work for a month or do we just want to kind of I like intervals intervals mm-hmm. yeah I think okay. intervals are a good way to get back in shape for me yeah. personally yeah. Um, I think there's a there's a you know there's a we've had a quite a big following of people that have been pretty regular on the at home stuff so I don't mm-hmm. think I don't think some of those people conditioning wise will be too too far out but there's a there's still there's still a a lot of people that haven't been able to to do it, so just yeah. want to keep in mind everybody, not just certain people that have been able to maybe have a home gym or yeah, or just, yeah. When yeah. you're programming for the masses, that's kind of yeah, what's going on. It, and it's one of those things like like we do like you have to remember like people that yeah people that like that don't have a home gym or like or like i think it's a really big i think you're gonna see two things i think you're gonna see two negative things when gyms open back up i think you're gonna see people just toss people back into the frame. all of the fitness yeah, we're gonna try to get, get it all at once it's like hey murph's coming we gotta, we're getting ready today yep. um plus summer's coming Everybody plus wants. summer's coming um and I think you're also going to see people baby people for too long, right? I think you're going to see people that like all the way through to like the fall and then they're going to be like, okay, now we're ready. It's like probably don't need that long if you've been training well, regularly. Well, that's not, that's not how you start somebody off day one. You wouldn't want you to keep them. Yeah. You wouldn't want to keep them that day one forever. So yep. it's a progressive, you know, progressive loading, progressive, mm-hmm. everything progresses slowly, but you know, yeah, we've been doing it long enough to where we know, you know, what's a pro- we feel like we know what's appropriate for, for mm-hmm. the, like you said, the masses. So we don't want to, yeah, we want to treat it as if not necessarily as if you're day one, but also that you've had a three month. Yeah, you, <laughs> you, have to, you have, we have to program you like you have to program with the understanding that people haven't been in the gym in a couple months. Yeah, right. 
I mean, I don't want to beat a dead horse and overthink it, but I mean, you know, we are keeping in mind what you've been doing this during the break, and that's in our thought processes. We are starting to write our programming for when you guys all come back. It, it, it like it has to be right. I think, I think, I think, uh, and I, I know I've said this already before, but I do think that this quarantine was a really good chance for gyms to do a disservice to their members. And I think a lot of gyms have, unfortunately, like either programming just like two hour nonsense or just not programming anything. And just like, I'll see you later. Yeah. Right? You're still going to give me a hundred dollars every month. It's right. like, I'm not, I'm not giving you anything, <laughs> but, right. um, but I think, but I've also seen so many gyms that are that like work their, like work their asses off to give a really good product to their members when they could walk through the doors. Right. And I do like, like we talked about, like, I think the first week of the shutdown, like this is gonna, this is gonna, I think cause a lot of people to leave places and go to other spots because they see that there is a better product and they see that there is more out there and people that like are more committed to it. Honestly, we're kind of seeing that. Yeah. In Georgetown. Yeah. I think not, not so much over here, but in Georgetown for sure. I think a lot of it's like, Hey, like, now's my chance. I'm going to make a switch, right? It's uh, whether or not you want to say that like COVID's a good time to like sort of make a graceful exit from a thing that you're not comfortable with or go pursue something that you think is better. Um, but I think, yeah, I think we're seeing that a lot. And I think we're going to continue to. And I, 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 as much as I hate to see gyms go away, it's like you're running a business and if it's your job, it's your job. Like I, just try I tell, I, I've told people that a lot. Like, it's just like, I, if I just try at work every day, it tends to go pretty well. Right. Right. Well, I, I mean, just because the, there's a, like a economical and global shutdown doesn't, if you're a business owner, doesn't mean, you know, well, I just take three months off, you know? It's, yeah. You it's, don't it's, get, it, get to be done yeah. all of a sudden, right? I've worked more since it started than I did. Than I have, I have. Yeah. Um, or at least I feel like I have. Maybe the hours aren't the same, but it just feels like oh, yeah. doing something. It's different. It's a different schedule. Somewhat. Yeah. I mean, I'm doing some stuff out of my garage with some kids. And it's smaller groups, but because I'm only doing two kids at a time in my garage. So I might work three hours of the night after we've worked in the morning and then getting ready for the summer stuff. We've launched the Train Heroic. We've done, uh, you know, like the videos, building the YouTube library, the weekly podcast. Like, it's, I mean, we've been busy. Yeah. Um, this has been a great chance to, like, get a ton of, like, back-end work done. I think my wife thinks I just sit, come here, and we just, like, hang out, and we yeah. drink coffee for, like, an hour. Just chilling. And then we work out for two hours, <laughs> and then I go home and take a nap. And then, <laughs> yeah. Let's go. She, I, she's like... I'm like, man, I'm so tired of this. She's like, what did you do? Like, the gym's not even going to open. Like, what are you doing over there? It's like, yeah, uh, stuff, right. my friends. I'm just, we're just, yeah. Well, that's like, uh, so like, with this going on, like, I, like, I know, that like, we've got our train heroic stuff going. Megan made the comment that, like, she still sees me as little as she did before. Right. Which we're fine with, like, but she's at home, but like, I'll be in the office um, working either on the train heroic stuff or programming or my independent programming for people, or uh, I've been working through an ACL injury prevention course, like a continuing education course there, um, like just doing some of that stuff. And then like, when I'm done with the office, she'll go in and do work, right? Like we still see each other like we used to which was we wake up in the same bed and we go to bed in the same bed right like we still kind of see yeah we still kind of see each other the same way that like we normally have um my evenings have been free like i i am home every evening by yeah six o'clock yeah which that's not typical normal yeah yeah and i get two days a week with the twins which is not that's more work than what we do yeah um but uh I mean, that got, that's, that's been nice. Though. That's like any, done. any, business yeah. I mean, I'm excited. We were going to do this stuff this summer. Yeah. We got it done now. Any business though. Like, I, like, um, I heard on uh, the same podcast, like he said, uh, Dave Tate said something about like, um, 
like there's somebody in their basement right now planning to open a business to be your, one of your competitors. And, you know, like there's a lot of people thinking ahead right now. And then there's also a lot of people just dwelling on it. So like, if, yeah, which one are you going to be? Are you going to be the one that come out on top and be, be better? Or are you going to be the one that, you know, man, honestly, like I was ho-hum feeling sorry for myself. Yeah. Leading up to the shutdown. Yeah. Like, when is it going to happen? Is it going to happen? Are we going to be able to close? Are we going to be able to do this? And are we going to be able to do that? And I was more anxious and like really uncertain about all the, all the COVID-19 stuff up until that point. And honestly, for me personally, it was like, uh, I could, once they shut everything down, I was just like, all right, there's no more, like the uncertainty made me anxious. And once that went away, it was just like, all right, this is what it is. Mm-hmm. I can't control this other things, but like all that we can focus on is how we react to this situation. And I've said it once, I said it a million times is like, how do we provide value to our people in given the current circumstances? Yeah. So I didn't, I don't, I don't feel I, we've been fortunate to like, I'm not in this, we're not in the same situation that other gyms are in. So I can, I can sympathize. Um, you know, and I've said, even before all this stuff happens, I've said it a bunch, like I, I buy some things from the auctions and it's like, man, that it, it always hits hard for me to go buy equipment from a gym that just shut down. Cause that could be us. And I feel, you know, that can, yeah. it doesn't take long. Any gym is like six bad months away from closing. Yeah. Pretty much. Yeah. Right. Like, so it's like, it's a very tenuous thing. Like I've, I've never owned a gym. I do not own a gym, but like I've, I've been around enough of them to see, and I know enough gym owners to see that. They're like, it's a super tenuous thing. And it's a super, it seems like it'd be real easy to let it slip if it's not something you really want to do. I can't even describe to you the level of stress that I was under the first two years. Yeah, I, I can't. I can't even. Uh, most people wouldn't believe. <laughs> just, it, you know, it was just so stressful, and the money was so, 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 so tight. And, yeah. yeah. Uh, I mean, I've heard we were a month away from closing at any given time for 24 months. I yeah. mean, really, we just had a few good things happen to us there a couple months that we were close. I don't think people ever really realize how close it was um so i mean i've heard of uh gym owners like working a second job just to pay the bills yeah because it's just like man i I almost did that it's just well it's just like a it's a dream it's a dream for most he didn't write down all of them she just did she just did um roger just did a march this just in Lincoln's doing a spelling bee right now. Lincoln's spelling bee has gone terribly awry. <laughs> there wasn't on his cheat sheet. Yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, they're like working two jobs just to pay the bills. Yeah. Uh, because it's a dream of theirs. They don't want to lose their... their I, I've always said, and I, you know, this definitely, owning the gym was hard on my marriage at different points Ironically enough, this COVID has not, it's like brought my wife and I closer. There is some stress associated with all this, but it's not anywhere near like the first two years. It's just not. Yeah. We're financially in a little better spot than we were then. And it's been kind of nice to spend more time with my family in the home, like in the evenings, but it's not, it's just not like, I feel like I made it through that. You know, I, <laughs> can make it through anything and um it's just a different it's a different level of stress but i put myself in another dream besides the gym was always owning a restaurant i always want to have like a small cafe for somewhere i don't know why i always enjoy the restaurant business and man those places are going you talk about gyms getting hit hard restaurants i mean I'm always a pretty positive person, so I, I, I have to look at it from the point of view like it could be way worse. Kentucky has done some things other states I haven't done to help us from a financial perspective. Um, but man, restaurants, like they are going to be, like, there's a lot of restaurants that will never open back up. 
There's been, I mean, there's been a lot. I mean, I've seen a ton of people get takeouts. So, but I mean, unless they're getting help from their uh, landlord and like people like the bills and the community, like it's going to be really rough on just because. Yeah. I mean, even just to take out, I mean, that's you're not you're not getting near as much as you would if you have your doors open. Yeah. And then even after, even when they open, or when people are going to go to them, like I mean, how long is it going to be for them to people for people to feel comfortable just to sit down? And, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I would feel comfortable. You know, I just I, everybody has different comfort level with this, so it'll be interesting to see. It'll be interesting to see when we open the doors, how many people come back. Our yeah. class is full. Mm-hmm. What are people's reaction? I know for our kids' stuff, our athlete stuff, like it's packed, packed full. Yeah. And I have one of the busiest summers we've had. We we have three sessions of athletes a day. So people need stuff to do. I mean, yeah, it's been three months. People are ready to have something. But is it too sense. early? I don't know. You know, it's just like one of those things. Time will tell, I guess. Yeah. Without being too political, one side or the other. <laughs> yeah, but it will. It will. Time will tell. Nah. Bad. I don't know. Yeah, I feel I feel bad for restaurants. Grubhub is making a killing. Oh yeah, <laughs> Grubhub saw this. Grubhub shut. and they, they saw that they saw this shutdown coming, and they were like, "Man, let's stay closed through the summer. I think we should be careful." <laughs> it's like, all right. Zoom. Yeah, I wonder how many new Zoom customers got. Yeah, a million. <laughs> million. <laughs> At least. Yeah, we so many. we had to hop on. Um, which I think I, I mean that's been good for a lot of. Some people just have the option to, to do the Zoom just to see people. Yeah. You know, I think it's a good thing. It's given us time to work on projects at the gym. We cleaned up all the mats. We're going to paint the bathrooms. Mm-hmm. It's all good. Yeah. We're ready to get back to it, though. Um, so we did actually. We got one question that I thought. Okay. We got, we got a couple. All right. Uh, Jeb, I'm not answering yours. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'll text you that. Um, uh, Bryce also... Bryce wants to know what the cycles for barn door strength are. Uh, Bryce, I'll text you that too. Um, you just get yoked every just, week. We're just going to get, uh, actually, I'll just answer that really quick. Um, we're just going to work on getting big, strong, and moving fast. So you're going to continue to see a balance between explosive work, explosive and dynamic work, and a lot of uh, back end uh, bodybuilding work. Um, Power building, perhaps. Power building. Power right. building. That's a good way. I couldn't find the word. Thank you. Uh, power building is what best way to describe it. Um, oh, was it? You're gonna. The next cycle that we're gonna run into though is once I've got a few people because I know a few people are about to sign up. Uh, once gyms open in West Virginia, we're gonna start cycling in uh, intensity and volume sprints every week. So be on the lookout for that. So we're gonna learn how to get fast and then replicate that speed. That's the biggest change that's gonna come up. Um, but yeah, Bryce Bell, inaugural member of uh, Barn Door Strength. Cool. Good job. Um, so Jake Sockery asked, uh, what are some movements that you don't see enough in a standard gen pop program? Um, what are the most common faults you see in the training of youth athletes 11 to 18? An example would be something like too much conditioning, not enough strength, or focus on movements that don't have much carryover to the intended sport. Oh, gosh. Uh, it's right. a lot, but luckily it's yeah. not even ten thirty. <laughs> yeah, no. So I think. Where, where was the first part? Oh, uh, gym pop. Yeah. yeah so there. What are some movements um, that you don't see enough? Man, of I just standard gym pop. Single leg stuff. Single leg working. Um, low back and glutes. It's yeah. Just my personal opinion. In gym pop and in in, in, a, in a CrossFit setting. Um. And just direct like. I know at one point it was like very. CrossFit to say that we don't do any single joint movement and that's fine. And I, you know, I, I do believe the multi-joint movement is by and large, like it's the best bang for your buck, but also you're going to break your weakest link. And in, in, in order to isolate those weaker links, you have to do some isolated yeah. movements. And, um, it just is what it is. That's my opinion. Um, some, CrossFit zealots might say that's not the case, but I remember when we first started putting Bulgarian split squats in our programming and single leg squats and uh, hell, I've never done lunges and I've been sore. I don't know that sore is the best, the best judge. Yeah. 
but I can squat all day long, and I don't ever yeah. get sore. If I do lunges, I'm sore. If I do Bulgarian split squats, I'm sore. So that my body doesn't necessarily like those, right. or not. That's not poor choice of words, but my body isn't used to that stimulus. Yeah, and it 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 lets me know when we do it, and it, and our members give us tons of feedback when we do that kind of stuff. Right. Um, Chris, Ryan, are there anything? What are, what are some things? Real quick. Uh, well, oh, okay. Uh, I agree. I agree with Josh. Um, a lot of single joint stuff. I think a lot of gym pop gyms don't necessarily address uh, people's weaknesses, or if they do, they just do it as a whole, not necessarily, mm-hmm. uh, not necessarily like, you know, somebody like. A, I mean, I I see a lot of low back stuff. I mean, even even at our gym, you know, I think we do a pretty good job at. Uh, addressing those weaknesses, but you know, I think low back, uh, just the posterior chain in general, I think, is, yeah. is something that people avoid or um, not necessarily avoid, but just don't address it. Mm-hmm. I think outside of like outside of like uh, outside of what you guys said with like the glutes, hamstrings, low back, um, things like that, I, I feel like I feel like movement through a variety of planes of motion is missed a lot. Yeah. And, it, and it doesn't have to be that complicated, right? I feel like people think that uh, it's like people, if you ask someone to do like a lateral step with a turn, they don't, it's like, I, they just can't, they just fall over. Themselves. Everything's so frontal plane. Yeah, it's like, it's just, it's front to back hallway, right? Mm-hmm. If I, I, I only need to be able to go forward. And so why do I need to know how to go backwards or sideways? And it's like, cause you should be able to utilize that, right? Um, I always go back to the idea of, uh, a guy named Anthony Lowe. Oh, it's in one of his like workshops. He's an exoskeletal physiologist or whatever that means. Basically, he's a physical therapist and really smart. Um, he he has a philosophy where he says that pain's an opinion, right? Um, are you is it pain or are you, are you hurt? And also the different planes of motion and different ranges of motion allow you to get out of pain because they allow you to use new uh, new versions of movement that you don't access normally, mm-hmm. right? So maybe if like Maybe if a lunge always hurts, like forward or back, maybe try a lateral lunge instead, because it's just going to open. <laughs> it's just going to open, like in, a, in layman's terms, it's going to open you up to a new range of motion that you never moved through. Right. Right. So maybe your pain or your discomfort or something is associated with a specific uh, range of motion or a specific movement. Does that make sense? Yeah. Um, so I think I think it's really important to like to not just move forward and backwards. Right. Move sideways. I, uh, I'm an example of, I am terrible at jumping. So for years I just didn't jump. And then I was introduced to like other varieties of jumping, like shin hops, lateral steps to a vertical jump, ninja roll ups to a vertical jump, just like all that, like power skips, like side shuffles, like, which isn't really a jump, but like broad jumps consecutive, like all of these different variations. And as soon as I started doing that, I saw it like after I did my knee, my knee physical therapy, jumping didn't hurt anymore all of a sudden. Right. It's like, yeah, I just went through PT, but also I was exploring new variations of a similar movement pattern. Um, I hope what I just said made sense. But basically, I'm just saying, don't just move forward and backwards. Don't just go up and down. Right. Don't just bench press. Right. Like, like <laughs> try different things. Right. Try different things. Do some classic squats. Classic squats. Yep. I love those things for our athletes. Yep. And um, even we use them in our warm ups a lot. Yeah. Um, we do a lot of lateral bear crawling yeah. for our athletes just to build like that proprioception and things like that. But um, yeah, I think, I think, I think that going forward and backwards is a, is a really good way to not build much body awareness, right? Just Turkish get ups. Yep. Turkish get ups are great. Oh, yeah. So, but, uh, and honestly, um, so after all that, uh, the thing I always see when people talk about movement is they, they tend to just stop. So Jake, I know that you program, uh, for a gym, my advice would be if you want more movement work in there and you want to get them moving through different planes of motion, put it in their warm up or their cool down and really encourage it. I would put it in the warm up because that's the part of the day that you have control over. You can't always make people do a cool down if they've got to like get out of there. Um, yeah, just get them opened up. Um, and then the next question, I get uh, one of the most common faults you see in the training of youth athletes. <clears throat> twofold like over conditioning like just conditioning without real purpose for instance like 
I train some softball players, and they make them run miles. Like softball is an explosive sport. Yeah, they don't need to run miles. They need to. They they're more fast twitch athletes, so they should probably get a greater benefit for training like a fast twitch athlete than going out and jogging. Mm-hmm. Um, and then just really just not knowing what they're doing from a programming perspective. And it's not out of malice. I don't want to sound like it's out of malice, but it, when I look at programs that people do, it's all in the frontal plane and it's like bodybuilding style hypertrophy repetitions, yeah. which hypertrophy is fine. Like muscle is great. We, it's armor. we want to put muscle on kids and that's a, a big part of our programs are about developing muscle. But we, if you just focus on the back half of their body, you'll be in a lot better shape. Yeah. So focus on rows, back, hamstrings, because um, that's where they're weak. Their frontal plane. And then, and then the other thing I, that I see a lot of is just like we we talk about building the foundation of movement, and you can't build a house on a poor foundation. So they'll just load dysfunction. So. Like for a girl, for instance, like if she is, when she jumps and lands, she, she gets the valgus knee and they cave. Mm-hmm. They're not doing anything to strengthen that cave. And then they're going to compound that poor movement by starting to load it. So that's what yeah. I mean by loading dysfunction. Or if they're, um, there's other weaknesses, you know, their backgrounds when they deadlift, like they're not addressing the specific breaks in the chain. Yeah, and they're just going to continue to load. Um, there's just a couple of things that I see. Um, yeah, I, I, I agree. Uh, I think the main one would be over conditioning. I think um, there's a season, like if you go to an independent uh, trainer, or, or even if you, you know if you have if your school has one, I think there's a season where you do more conditioning. At that point, you know, like when you're not not um, when you're not practicing, when you're not playing, mm. like those seasons, that brief time period where you're not doing that conditioning is, is you know, it's a good thing. But I think when you're in season, there's no, there's no real purpose for you to do uh, compound conditioning for practice on top yeah. of more conditioning. Yeah, we just use the bikes and the sleds. They're yeah. easy on yeah. your joints, and we condition all the time. Mm-hmm. We don't condition a lot, but we condition all year round. For the athletes, and I'm just of the belief: if you stay in shape, you can handle heavier training volumes, you recover better, and at all, it's like, hey, if you stay ready, you you don't gotta get ready. And I I I believe that it's more than just a cool saying. I believe it. I think if you stay ready, you don't have to spend a lot of time getting ready. And I think, you know, other people do it differently, but that's just my philosophy in terms of conditioning. And there was something else. There was one other thing I was going to say. Oh, so Jordan Graham, you yeah. know, who he's a basketball player, and and we were t- we were talking about the other night. And he's like, it does not matter how much we condition in here. I have to go play basketball to get in basketball shape. Yep. Mm-hmm. We can aid that, like we can aid the recovery and like being stronger and just like all that stuff helps. Yes. But until you're out there playing right up down the court guarding people. Like that's that's the best conditioning that you're gonna do for that for that specific sport. Yeah. Uh, for me, I just I don't like fancy shit. <laughs> I see I see I see too many people trying fancy flashing lights, like just all this just like crazy stuff. Um, I don't I don't like that kind of stuff. That's the biggest thing that I think I think that takes away from athletes more than anything else. It's too um, cute, man. You yeah. can't do ten push-ups, Like, don't yeah. worry about. Man, and that's that's my thing. Like, if you can't. Do a chin up, like yeah. If you can't move yourself through space, if you can't, if you can't squat properly, like, and people talk about like, well, why do I need to be able to squat? And it's like the point isn't that you need to be able to squat to build your squat. The point is that you need to be able to squat because I need to know that your hamstrings can absorb and produce some force. That's the point, right? And that your trunk can maintain an upright position when it's being bared down on, right? That's the point of like a back squat for it. Um, People just get too jiggy about it. <laughs> like people yeah. just get too jiggy about it. I think uh I think, I think 41 tries to like jump my ass about this. I coach two CrossFit gyms. I love it. I don't think athletes need to be doing CrossFit. 
Yeah. I think I think if you are a field sport athlete, regard and I say field in a very general term, you could be you could be curling on ice, you could be you could be playing football, you could be doing jujitsu, wrestling, you could be playing soccer, whatever it is. If you want to do some CrossFit in the off season to like stay in shape, cool. I don't think that that CrossFit is a good training plan for athletes though, because it. I don't think it's I don't just think so it, broad. Like yeah. I, I agree to an extent. Yeah. Like I wouldn't. I wouldn't use like Rich Froning's CrossFit program to get a team ready. But there's yeah, some for sure. There's yeah. some elements of like the sport of CrossFit is not a good way to train. Yes. The way that we run our CrossFit, I think, is better than like what a lot of people do mm-hmm. with their athletes. Yes. But again, I think there is a better. Mm-hmm. I think what we do with our athletes is a better way. But if you're like triaging and look at just like, yeah, they're not all created equal. I guess is what I'm trying to say. No, for sure, for sure not. Like, hey, there's Barry. I guess. I guess. I mean, just don't metcon. Them to death. Yeah, metcon. Yeah, yeah. yeah you sure, can't, you yeah. can't just metcon yeah. people to death. And I don't. I don't care if a football player can do a muscle up. No, it's, it's right. Not. So like, why spend the time? But you see that in a lot of places. Like, so, so like, why spend the time yeah. trying to get them to the yeah. point that they can do like thirty ring muscle ups for time? Yeah, like don't don't waste their off season training like that. No. Um, I also think that one of the biggest misconceptions. I'll see you guys. I gotta run. You guys can finish up now. I think one of the biggest misconceptions with the uh, with youth is, and it, it goes with uh, the gym pop too, is mm-hmm. that more is always better. Like, yeah, like you were just saying, if they can't do ten pushups, why do you have them doing this? Something you found on on social media, like that looks cool. Yeah. Like just they can't fancy. even they can't even do they can't even do the basic, you know, like the foundation. When you build your foundation, you know, you want to have. I, I, I can, you know, a nice fundamentally sound squat. You want them to at least be able to do a decent, mm-hmm. you know, five to ten push-ups, stuff like that, just yeah. body weight stuff, and see that their their movement and where they're breaking at and where where you need to get stronger at. Yeah, do more single joint stuff to make them stronger. But you know, you don't want to compound just doing more because it looks cool, and uh, you think that the adaptation is going to make them be able to do ten push-ups because yeah. it's not it doesn't reverse. It doesn't like let's go do all this stuff. Yeah, really hard stuff that they have no business doing, and then they'll be able to do ten push-ups. It doesn't, you know, it doesn't necessarily work like that. Yeah, and I always try to, I always, I always try to remember at least like when it comes to training athletes, your job isn't to make them good at the thing that you like to do, and it's not to make them good at the thing that you that you coach, right? Yeah. So if you're a CrossFit coach and like an athlete for whatever reason comes to you for training. Your job isn't to make, hopefully, you're a smart enough coach to know that your job isn't to make them good at CrossFit. Your job is to make them better at your sport. Those are two separate things. Yeah. Getting someone better at football and getting someone better at CrossFit are not the same thing at all, right? Um, and I think I think that's where people kind of just kind of miss the mark a little bit. And I don't know if, I don't know that I'd say it's entirely their fault. Some people just don't know that they don't know the difference. Right. And they're also like, you came here, like, this is what we do, right? And it's like, at that point, that's a little bit of athlete responsibility to try to find the people that, like, can train them properly. But I, I've, I always think that for any athlete, like, a strong foundation of strength is going to improve. Yeah. It's going to make you better at your sport. Oh, yeah. All things being equal, the stronger athlete usually wins. Yeah. Right. And the, and the thing is, too, like, uh, if you're a coach or, you know, you're an owner of a gym or whatever – and you have athletes and you have, uh, you know, everyday members, mm-hmm. like if you have the combination, like the, those people are coming to you to guide them to, if you're playing sport, it's, it's to get stronger and faster and, yep. and play better. Ultimately, just play better at your sport or whatever. If you yeah. have a target like that or you have goals, you, you, you tell the, the owner or your coach, this is what I need. And then, you know, they try to make, do what's best for you. So, like, if you're, I think that another thing is, like, member uh, coaches get tied into, like, a member or, or an athlete wants a unrealistic goal. Ultimate, like, you know, like, I yeah. came here to do this. Mm-hmm. I came here to do that. Well, and why, so why are we doing this? So they try to, you know, dictate what they're doing. Yep. I think sometimes uh, coaches, and when it comes to programming, 
get tied up in like you know appeasing instead of just doing what they know is going to make them better for sport. Yeah, one hundred percent. Yeah, people get tied up in appeasement and they get tied up in what looks sexy, right? What looks cool, right? Yeah. It'll, it'd be it'd be a lot cooler if you could have a film of like it looks a lot cooler if you have a film of people like doing squat snatches and muscle ups and all this like crazy shit. And it's like but that's a team of football players. Yeah, <laughs> they, don't, yeah they don't. They they're yeah. They're, they're gonna make them stronger. They, they it's might not gonna. It's not gonna carry over. Yeah, they might suck yeah. next season because of this. <laughs> yeah, like, they they might do terrible. Like also, they right. might blow up their rotator cuff. Um, and even if there is exceptions. Yeah, like of like course. Josh said, like you know, there's always every think, every CrossFit gym is different. different. Yeah, I guess the, I guess I guess my big thing like I said to Josh is like is like just don't metcon them. Right, right. If they don't, if they don't, if they, if you want them to do Olympic lift, I would stick with power variations. Yeah. Right. If like, like yeah, I mean, like doing it. Well, I mean, there, there are a lot of. I think I've seen some athletes, you know, do CrossFit, and mm-hmm. they're just exceptional athletes. Yeah. And yeah. you know, yep. Like it doesn't matter what that person does, whether it's CrossFit, uh, a strength program. Mm-hmm. That person's going to be athletic. <laughs> You know, this is, it's just the you know, but if you're here to make like strength gains because, you know, your 40 is, you know, terrible, terrible <laughs> and, and they need, and you're wanting to just get to a division one school or, or what, whatever your goals is. Yeah. You know, you have to speed that up or you have to get stronger in your bench or you got to get like the, you know, the, those are the majority. That's just like the majority of the people in the class, like. Those people are going to want want to get stronger. They just want to be also just want to be healthier people. Yeah. So you're not going to train them like CrossFit athletes. Same mm-hmm. thing with football players. You're not going to train them like they're NFL football players. You know, like yeah. It's it's the scale. You know, yeah, it's going to go up the line. Yeah. Right as they as they progress. Yeah. Right. Um. No. So yeah, Jake. That's yeah your answer. <laughs> um. Uh, my mom asked a question. Hi, Chris's mom. <laughs> Hi, mom. I feel like I should say that. Every- Hi, Chris's mom. <laughs> um, uh, I can answer this one real quick. Advice for people returning to gyms in terms of social distancing, clean equipment, just being careful in general. Uh, you used all your PhD right there, Kelly. Um, <laughs> you answered your own question. Just do that. Social distance appropriately, clean your equipment thoroughly, and just be careful Like yeah. in general. Don't right. go... Well, don't go, I think, don't go kissing strangers and I think like, like our gym can do a will do a very good job at it. But I think the biggest uh, thing is like if you're going to a uh, like a YMCA or like a Planet Fitness, mm-hmm. it's like I'm curious to see what they do just because you know like I mean they have thousands of members and sometimes they'll have you know almost a hundred people or more in their in their gym. Yeah. So it's like I'm just curious to see. Like those places are gonna have to do, you know, more take more yeah, measures than, be than we are. Yeah. But like we, we have a you know a pretty decent sized gym here, so yeah. Uh, like with the amount of members we have, like it's just that we can just pr- produce a natural social distance and yeah. how we you know how you we could social distance class. like twenty people in this gym. Oh yeah, at least, at least right yeah. on the small on the on the short end of it. And we rarely have that many, you know. Yeah, in a, in one in one hour. So. Yeah, um, but I think just taking it's almost like, it's it's kind of funny because you look back to like the week or two before we uh, that shut us down, like the precautions we were taking, it would be almost the same thing. I mean, yeah, it would be different on how people feel and how we all feel about it, just because it's been three months and it's kind of weird. Mm-hmm. It'll be weird at first, even though if you're not really that worried about it, it's still weird. Yeah. It's still weird to go out in public. I mean, a little bit, a lot. Yeah. like, you know, things just don't look the same as they did yeah. three months ago. So, yeah. And I would say like, I would say like, maybe this is more than you want, but like, I would say like, maybe try to figure like call your gym and try to, and like, just ask, just yeah. be like, when's the downtime? at the gym like right yeah, when yeah, is yeah. their least crowded time and just try to make it a priority to go then try to make it like if that I'm makes you go comfortable, yeah. yeah if that makes you more comfortable I, I i am notoriously like myself i am notoriously reckless with my body and my health um it drives uh, it drives my mom crazy um 
but like I, but it's like it's one of those things where it's like so like I'm a I'm a careful person and I'm a I'm like I'm a careful person and like I will wash my hands, hand sanitizer, all that. But at the same time, like I will also just take the risk and go to the gym. Yeah. Right. If yeah. if I'm if I'm allowed to and if I'm not well, yeah. carrying it, but it's like if people are really worried about have... it, like totally, like call you. It's that's not going to be a weird question mm-hmm. to ask. Uh, I mean, call even and be like, is even anybody here? Even yeah. even at our gym, if we have members out there listening or whatever, uh, if it, you know it becomes a point where you're concerned, like there's we have downtown. Yeah. So like you can just always put in some message like I don't feel comfortable doing a class. Can I just come in? And yeah. Do the do the workout for the day. You know it's um, like I you know I, I'm the same way. Like you know I've been I've been as cautious as as I'm a, I'm gonna be. In, in my lifetime, you know, like I'm not yes. really that cautious right now, but I definitely take more precautions about this, just mainly because I, you know, I have a three month old and I don't want her getting it, you know, but I don't, I also like, I go out in public, I go to Kroger, I go to the gym, I, you know, I do things. Yeah. I'm not going to let it change everything in my life just yeah. because of fear. Like, I don't let fear dictate, I've never let fear dictate you know yeah. my entire being yeah. like it may make some cautious decisions yeah. it may make which is the reasonable thing to do yeah. right but it also doesn't necessarily i'm not going to just uh, you know avoid people and avoid the public just because i'm, I'm you know I'm fear, so. yeah right um so the other thing kelly i hope that answered your question um your son's reckless brian's very responsible <laughs> if you're looking for a new kid, um, yeah, if you're looking for a new, a new son. Um, so, uh, the other question she asked was, and we can answer this one pretty quick and it'll be a good seg- segue into talking about our own. Um, how do you, how do you basically, when you're looking for an online program, right? Or a coach, we've got a few minutes left here. Was it, um, how do you judge online training programs? whether they are bad in general and whether the good ones are best suited to your needs. Um, my quick answer and the way I, the initial thing that comes to mind is that you look at what, look at what the program is supposed to like, yeah, look at what the program <laughs> is, uh, is initially it, it, what it's written for. Right. So I've always told people, if you're going to run a 5k or you're trying to run a 10k, uh, don't jump on five, three, one, cause it's a powerlifting program. And if you're going to do a powerlifting program, don't jump on a, like a couch to 5k program. Yeah. Um, like those, that's a really simple way to do it. It's just what, what is this made for? Um, and that's usually in a description. You can usually find that anywhere. Just a quick Google search. Also, man, just look for people's qualifications. I, I hate to say it, but the cheaper the product, usually, usually the cheaper the product, the less valuable it is. Um, but that's not always the case. So you got to be careful with it sometimes. Um, Look online for reviews of it. Look, look up the whatever the whoever the coach is listed for it. Look up their qualifications and certifications. Um, it's really easy to just go online and get like a weekend cert or just get a an hour long certification that says you can train people, and then start cranking out programming that doesn't do anything, gets people hurt, and just charge them two hundred dollars pop. Uh, just do some research. Reach out to people you know. You know me. Just like, just like, just like send it, send it my way. And I, and it's, it's, it's real easy. Yeah. Uh, well, I think, I think with just programming in general, um, like if you're looking for a specific program, like most people that, have, that do programming will tell you. And, and if they don't, then, then it's probably, they're probably not a good program. But like they go, they do a lot of, uh, it's like a test like a lot of what they do has been tested or like this didn't work. So I'm going to change it. Yeah. There's a lot of brainstorming. There's a lot of, you know, like I just think the person that will admit that they're not always right mm-hmm. is going to be a good program because like, they're like, okay, that didn't work. I want to switch it to, you know, I'm on, they're yeah. always thinking. Yeah. Um, but if you, you know, I think like what Chris said, if you, you don't want to do a program that doesn't fit suit your, um, your goals or your needs. Um, but um, also not necessarily like a named program, but, um, I think what, uh, methodologies you believe in, like if you, like I said, five, three, one, if you, if you've done that before and never had success at it, or if you've never done it before, 
when you've heard great things at it, maybe it'd be a good time to try it. But yeah. uh, like I think that's that's how I would look at it if I was to look at a program like what strength like if I'm looking for a strength program, what is their methodology? What is what is their you know what do they use? What what is the um, uh, basis of the program? That's you know like what is their foundation? Yep. Um, yep. Otherwise, and is it a real methodology? Right. Is it real? Uh, yeah. They, they try to make up their own, or just basically copy someone's. Or, yeah. Uh, but you know, I always stay with the, the real ones. You know, like mm-hmm. I, I think people that uh, you know that know what they're doing. I've seen results, or I've seen I've tried it and I yeah. liked it. You know, I always recommend certain programs if you know if they you know. And and I've been doing it for uh, two years now, so like, uh, and and uh, it's I've been blessed and lucky enough to be like guided to see like who is good and who isn't, or you know, what what's a good um, like system. So like then from that system, you find your own thing, uh, like things that work and what don't doesn't work. It's just yeah. like kind of a good, but. Uh, as far as the question goes, yeah, that's that's how I see it. Yeah, what so, method? Social media is a great resource for it. Oh yeah, you will if you get on social media, you get on someone's Twitter, their Instagram, their Facebook, their business page, whatever it is. You'll know and like Kelly specifically for you, you're incredibly smart. It's like I know we've had the conversation. It's like it, you know bullshit when you see it. You know it when mm-hmm. you read it, regardless of if you're in the field. It's like I don't know anything about wine, but I know really good wine when I taste it. And I know really bad wine exactly, when I taste yeah. it. It's the same thing. Yeah. Um, and that's true for everybody, not just my mom. Um, like, it's like just, if you go into it and you just, and you just think about it, read through it, use some common sense, try to find some reviews of it. And also shoot them an email, man. If someone's not willing to talk to you about their program, then just yeah. don't even go about it. Like right. d- don't even, don't even listen to it. Um, but programs that we would recommend, um, I think I would totally recommend Anything by Power Athlete, obviously. Everyone knows those are the only shirts I wear. Um, <laughs> my, my, wardrobe is exclusive, my wardrobe is exclusively black. Um, one of these days. Yeah, one of these days. <laughs> I, need, I need another block whenever they make them. Um, uh, I would also always, anything with Jim Wendler or Elite FTS is always great. I would always recommend, um, I would always recommend uh, like Catalyst Athletics for Olympic weightlifting. Um I would also recommend ours, our yeah. S three athletics uh, here in Lexington. Uh, I would totally me uh, myself, Ryan, Jocelyn, Josh. We all write separate tracks. We all write separate programming uh, programs. Jocelyn writes some stuff. Is writing a program for people, first responders trying to get ready for the front lines. Josh is writing a minimalistic equipment for athletes trying to improve their on field performance. I am writing a program called uh, called Barn Door Strength. It is simply trying to get us bigger and stronger. It's power building program um so gonna use that yeah, a lot yeah i'm gonna use that like, well it's what it is i just had never put that together um it's just big compound lifts um and then a lot of accessory work and volume on the back end we would also and then a lot of like uh, just enough conditioning to be in shape uh we'd also recommend things like the conjugate club the conjugate method uh, uh conjugate tactical all that kind of stuff ryan's program um what is it primitive uh, primitive strength yeah it was called so that's another strength program yeah, uh, that we're offering. Um, yeah. That'll be a little bit different from mine. For yeah, sure. yeah. Um, probably a little bit more conditioning. Yeah, a little uh, bit more maybe like tack on for CrossFit maybe. Yeah, maybe a, little, uh, a little knockoff, I guess. Okay, a little knockoff. <laughs> I don't, I, like, I, I, I guess I would. Uh, my program is like how I would see myself train if I was com- like a competitor, but I didn't compete, and you just wanted a little bit more. Yeah, like yeah, not I, like you know. Um, I, I see myself as like as like when I train, I train for just to be ready for whatever. Yeah. If I'm gas training, station ready. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> if I want to do a powerlifting meet, I want to do a meet. If I want to do a crossfit competition, I'm going to do a crossfit competition. If I yeah. want to run five k, I want to run five k. Mm-hmm. You know, like there's no real rhyme or reason. Like I'm not going to commit to one thing. Yep. So that's that's just how I programmed it. It's just just to be as fit and as strong as possible. Yep. Cool guys. Well, uh, we are, that's our time. That that's our time. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you, Vietnam for giving us your ears. Um, and, uh,
Yeah, so uh, this has been the Business Business and Barbell Talk (laughs) Podcast, quarantine episode number nine. Uh, We have eaten our coffee cans that were keeping us warm. Um, Like, subscribe, share with your animals. Oh, some Wu-Tang just hit really hard. Um, And anyway, go back your life. Enjoy yourself. Bye.